The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Mr. Victor Hugo said, Where the telescope ends, the microscope begins. Which of the two has the grander view? Which indeed? For the longest time, we had been urged to think big. Now there are those who say that perhaps we could more readily solve our problems if we were to think small. Big? Small? How do we really know which is which? Do you mean she wants to marry him? She is attracted to him. But doesn't she realize he killed her father? We cannot prove it. But we can tell her. Tell her what? Tell her what we think, we, we suspect. But we have absolutely no proof that the man she may be madly in love with is her father's killer. <laughs> mystery drama, Heads You Love, Tales You Die, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Marion Seldes and Court Benson. I'll be back shortly with Act One. When you meet the Countess Elena Moreni, your immediate reaction is... Of course, this lady must be the genuine article. She's tall, slender. Her features can only be described as exquisite. Her costume, though basically simple, is the height of stylish elegance. Were this the Europe of a hundred years ago, she would have been the brightest jewel in the palace of a king. Ah, but if we're to discuss the beautiful Countess Elena, we should hear from her uncle, Count Stefan Moreni. He knows more about her than any person living. Or dead. Yes, at one time the Moreni family had extensive holdings in what was called Transylvania. But everything's gone. All that I have left in my old age is my niece, Countess Elena. And the truth is, strictly speaking, she's neither my niece nor a countess. Nor is she even a Moreni. Years ago, her name was Gertrude Schmidt. And she was a scrawny, timid teenage girl who helped out in her father's delicatessen on the northeast side. And I remember that certain day when everything ended and everything began. Uh, good evening to you, Herr Schmidt. Uh, Count, uh, you have not forgotten us. Uh, why should I ever forget you, Herr Schmidt? Oh, I thought that uh, since you had come into your fortune... No, Herr Schmidt, I have not come into my fortune. The fortune I have come into could have been anyone's fortune. <laughs> I've merely won the lottery. Ah, but this may be the way that Providence has of... Um... 
correcting a mistake. <laughs> My good Herr Schmidt, Providence will never admit that he or she or it has ever made a mistake. You can say what you want, Count. I believe it was ordained. <laughs> Why are you surprised to see me? Uh, I, I thought that now you are rich. You would buy at some more exclusive places. My good friend, you are the only shop in town where one may purchase paprika that is worthy of the name. A true paprika. I have put some aside for you, Count. Gertrude, here is Count Moreni, who has come all this way to buy from us. Uh, well, say hello. Good evening to you, Fräulein Gertrude. Trude, where are your manners? Oh, she is so shy. <laughs> Look at her. When you stand erect, child, you have the carriage of a queen. But why is she so timid? Frightened of her own shadow. Wait, my good friend, wait. One day she will discover the power within her, the irresistible forces of fire and ice in those brilliant, beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> I tell you, she was born to break hearts and rule men. <laughs> if only I could just get her to say hello to people. All in good time. Some blossoms bloom early, others late. But the magnificent flower... <laughs> Stick them up! Oh, now, you heard me. There's a gun, my friend. Be careful. Just, 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 just stick up your hands. There's no need for this young man. If you're hungry, you can have food. If you want money... Shut up! You, you can have anything, but put away that gun. Just, eh? just, just, uh, um, open the register. Schmidt. Schmidt, do, do exactly what he tells you. Good. Now, just, just stand back... It, 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 it went off. I, I, I didn't mean to. It just went off. Yes, it just went off, and Joseph Schmidt fell down dead. I was standing next to him, a little more to the left, and it could have been me. As it was, I was blinded momentarily by the flesh. I could feel the sting of the exploding powder. The gunman, of course, ran away. The police never found him. Some weeks later, I decided to return to the shop. Perhaps I could do something for the young girl. Yes? How can I help you to... Oh, it's the Count. Good morning. <laughs> That bandage on your eye is something wrong. Oh, it was from the... Oh, well, never mind. You needn't be afraid to say it. I heard you were blinded from the powder from that shot. You're better, aren't you? Yes. Then it's just a temporary thing. Yeah, we hope. Uh, my dear, you look tired. Oh, yes. I understand you're keeping up the shop all by yourself. I'm... Trying. And you're finding it difficult? I'll manage. Of course you will, of course. However, the price may be too high. What do you mean, Camperini? Come with me, my dear. Where? Just over here, to the mirror on the wall. Now, look at yourself. What do you see? Well, I... Shall I tell you what you do not see? 
Lines, shadows, brought on by work and worry. The struggle to make ends meet. Well, I suppose it cannot be helped. Oh, but it can. How? Gertrude Schmidt, who must labor for her daily bread behind a delicatessen counter, will fade early, wither away. But the Countess Elena Moreni, ah, she is something else. Who? Who is she? The only child of my late brother Zoltan. And I am an old bachelor, therefore she is the last of the Morenis, and she will inherit my fortune. But why must she wait till I'm dead and she is old? I shall endow her with it now. <laughs> Look at me, child. Look at me. Countess Elena Moreni. Countess Elena Moreni? Elena, for the only woman I ever loved and lost. She was so much like you. You shall keep her memory evergreen. But what, what, what are you saying? You will become my niece, the Countess Elena Moreni. Me? You shall become the most beautiful, the most famous and sought-after woman in all the civilized world. Please, Count, I... We I, have nothing to say about it, you or I. But, Count, I, I have everything to say about whether or not I'm going to it allow... It was almost the very last word your father said. What word? Providence. We were talking about my coming into a fortune, and he said it was ordained. What? What was ordained? My dear, your father at that moment was only a minute away from his death, a single footstep from eternity. Did he already sense the meaning, the design? Was it even then being slowly revealed to him? That I would use the money for you. Oh, but please, no, I, I'm frightened. Frightened? Oh, no, 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 child. Be rather joyful, be jubilant, that he has been able to sense your glorious future. I can see you now, the Countess Moreni. No. No? I... I can't. Why not? Because I... I, I just can't, that's all. Tell me why, child. Because the man who killed Papa, he must pay for it. I must make him pay. You? Who else? Was it police? Ah, the police have already forgotten him. Well, I shall make this killer pay the price. How? I'll wait for him. Where? Here. Look inside this drawer. You see? Oh, that's, that's a revolver. And I know how to use it. Revenge. Surely a Moreni cannot argue against it. He will come back here one day. Why do you say that? He will come back. I know it. My dear, your grief has made you angry and frustrated. My father was murdered. And you cannot tear yourself away from the place where he fell. As if somehow that would keep him by your side. But ask yourself, what would make him happier? If you wasted away as a drudge in a shop? Or if you blossomed into the magnificent Countess Moreni? <laughs> 
she didn't need very much persuasion. But while your average countess is born, your true noblewoman must be made. And she was given all that was required to make her a great lady. And I must say she was an apt pupil. She learned French, the language of civilization. To pass, to cast, to glass. Italian, the language of art. De quoi, de la, de jouy, de la Spanish, the language of passion. La vida es sueño, y los sueños, sueños son. And there were the piano lessons, and the painting lessons, and tennis, and golf, and shooting, and sailing, and travel. And soon people were beginning to notice this fabulously beautiful and unbelievably talented Countess Moreni, who came from one of the oldest families in Central Europe. And there was this celebrated love affair with the scion of one of America's wealthiest clans who shot himself when she left him. She was constantly sought after for interviews, and so was I. Most of them were the usual light-headed fan magazine type. But one journalist proved to be remarkably perceptive. Count, when you see her, she seems to glitter and sparkle like some priceless gem. Of course. But I think I sense a dark quality. I beg your pardon? Almost a shade of sadness. Yes? As if there has been some tragedy in her life. Has there been a tragedy? Why don't you ask her? I did. And what did she say? She said no. Well, then, that should be the answer. But I don't believe her. Uncle Stefan? Oh, my darling, come in, come in. You're not having your nap. That's disobeying the doctor. <sighs> and you're reading a book. <laughs> you make it sound like a crime. It is. He said your eyesight was just too weak. He said my eyesight was failing. And so it might just as well fail in the line of duty. <laughs> oh, well. I'm afraid we have something to talk about. Oh? Uh, this is rather awkward. You see, my dear, it seems I, I've run out of money. My dear uncle, I have been expecting this announcement. You have? Yes, the wonder is that your money lasted as long as it did. And so, as I saw this day approach, I said to myself, I must go to work. I have become an interior decorator. Oh? Well, why not? All one needs is taste. So, I've opened an office. I look at you. I, I, I simply cannot believe that you started this life as Gertrude Schmidt. And I can never forget it. I know. And it shows. Well, to you, naturally. Yes, and also to an extremely perceptive reporter, Miss Rivers. I'd never forgotten my father. And that day... And I've made a vow that that murderer will be brought to justice. Sometimes, my dear, we must remove vengeance from our hearts. Or it shall destroy us. No. Something inside me says, follow your destiny. That man who murdered your father is part of it. You will meet him again. Oh, dear Uncle Stefan, I feel I shall meet him again. And soon...
her present environment among the rich, the great, the famous? The fact is, she's become a part of this world. Well, did she meet him again? What happened to that nervous young killer? You know you're going to find out in Act Two. popular of all stories is rags to riches. But the problem with most of them is the fact that the transition is never really smooth or easy. And no matter how high one becomes, or how many riches one acquires, it's impossible to leave all the rags behind. There are always loose ends to be tied. Usually ghosts that must be laid to rest. Here again is Uncle Stefan. Till now, she had just been a beautiful playgirl of the international set. But soon her entire image had changed. She had become a professional working woman. You would see her designs in the leading decorating magazines. She was being consulted and quoted. She had acquired stature and authority. <laughs> My little Gertrude Schmidt, whom I had transformed into the magnificent Countess Moreni. There was only one small cloud, the usual one, that never could disappear. May I have another cup of coffee, my dear? No, you really shouldn't. Eh, it's your fault for brewing it exactly the way I like it. Well, it's the way Papa taught me. <laughs> and every time I smell it, I think of him. Isn't that why I do it? Deliberately? To keep him fresh in my memory? Certainly. <laughs> You realize that's a question Freud would ponder over for pages and volumes. <laughs> and you so casually dismiss it in one word. <laughs> oh, naturally. <laughs> You're in a good temper this morning. And you've mentioned Freud. Mm -hmm. Does this mean what I think it does? And what is that? Are you thinking it's time you fell in love? No, oh, it's always time to fall in love. All one needs is to find the man. That's the way it goes. She was unaware of it, but this was the day that she was destined to meet a man who... Ah, uh, but I mustn't get ahead of myself. I can only say that that day there was another conversation at another breakfast table. Harry? Yes, my dear? I waited for Margaret to finish serving breakfast. Oh, does that mean we're going to have a scene? You didn't keep your appointment yesterday. What appointment? With Countess Marigny. Alma, why do I have to be involved in this thing? It's your house. You live here, too. Well, let her decorate the place any way she sees fit. She can't do it unless she knows... She what... is being paid and quite well to do it. A house must be an extension of the people who live in it. Mm, it's a good sales talk, but she doesn't have to persist in that nonsense. She already has the job. Let her do it. Take the money and run. That is not how the Countess Marenia has become the foremost interior decorator in this country. Alma... I am too busy. You promised I could have the Countess do the house. I wrote out a check. What more do you want? Unless she has an opportunity to meet you, she'll resign the account. Well, that's just too bad. Terry, I am trying to hold on to my temper. Alma, I'm very busy. I don't want to become angry. 
Don't force me to make an issue out of this because I will. All right. All right. This afternoon at 2.30, be there. Who? Oh, yes. Ask him to come in, please. Finally. Mr. Harry Collins. Ah, the elusive Mr. Collins. Elusive no longer. So, there is a Countess Moraini. She's not merely a picture in the magazines, a story in the papers. Have a chair, Mr. Collins. Had I but known. Had you but known what? Well, that words fail to express. Pictures even fail to communicate the essence of the most... (laughs) Oh, why wouldn't I say it? The most... Magnificent woman I've ever met. You realize, of course, that this is a business meeting. The business of which is to get to know me better. Or is that merely sales rhetoric? Are you always so verbally extravagant? I'm not sure. I wonder if you bring it out in me. Mm, Is that a business-like question? Shouldn't it suggest uh, an extravagant color for my study? How about bright yellow, strong red? No, you couldn't live with them. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I hardly spend any time there anyhow. Why? That is a long story. Why don't I tell you about it over lunch? No, I've just come back from lunch. Well, dinner then. Don't you have dinner with your wife? I can't when I'm having a business meeting. Ah, but your wife is my client. Why don't we talk about it over cocktails? Why don't we talk about it here? Well, the fact is, an office always seems to inhibit me. Mr. Collins. Uh, 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 uh. Harry. (laughs) Mr. Collins, I don't think anything could ever inhibit you. Now, you must try some more of Ilona's soup. I think she surpassed herself this evening. Uh, thank you, my dear. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't it's see It's all right. The... It's all right, darling. <sighs> the doctor said it would come to this. No, no, no. You mustn't talk about it. Well, I've seen what's worth seeing. Transylvania, the most beautiful country in the world. And you... The world's most beautiful woman. As for the rest... I... I met a most amusing man this afternoon. Ah, that means he's married. How did you know? Well, if he was single, he'd be interesting. But since he belongs to someone else, he can only be amusing or diverting. Well, he may not belong to someone else forever. Oh, have we reached that stage so soon? No, we are at no definite stage. (laughs) Uh, What is the gentleman's name? Uh, Mr. Harry Collins, and I've asked him here for cocktails tomorrow afternoon. And you must promise to ask for no more than one martini. And may I present my uncle, the Count Moreni? How do you do, sir? Countess Elaine has told me a great deal about you. Uh, But she's told me almost nothing about you. Uh, There isn't very much to tell, I'm afraid. Oh, I must disagree. Everyone's life is a book which consists of many volumes. I think that I will do Mr. Collins' study in gray and white. I have the feeling that he is, underneath it all, an extremely serious-minded person. You've discovered my secret. At that moment, at that precise moment, did I also discover a secret. Why? Why suddenly... 
Did I hear a shot? No, it was only in my mind. The two of them kept chatting as if nothing had happened. That shot. Why did I hear that shot? And now I was listening to his voice. When I can no longer get out of going to my office, I'm involved in real estate dealings. Oh, you are that, Collins. <laughs> Guilty as charged. The voice. It was older, smoother, more cultured, but it was still basically the same. As he spoke, I could hear him say... Stick him up. Open the register. Was it possible? Of course not. How? And then I said to myself, Stefan, it's the voice. You know it's the voice. I peered at him. My eyesight was almost gone. If only I could see. If only... You're not very hungry this morning, Uncle. Oh, I'd I... like to say a penny for your thoughts, but in these inflationary times... <laughs> Tell me, what did you think of Mr. Collins? Um, as, as a client? I was thinking of him in another category. Definitely? Possibly. My dear, this Mr. Collins, does he seem familiar? In what way? Oh, in any way. No, I don't think so. You don't feel, perhaps, that you might have met him somewhere, sometime? No. Does he seem familiar to you? I... I'm not sure. Why do you ask me that question? Does Mr. Collins seem familiar? We, it was just an idle question. But you never, never ask an idle question. <laughs> I'm getting older. And wiser? No, unfortunately. Well, to lay that particular question to rest, I've never met Mr. Collins before. <sighs> and that should end it then. I couldn't even imagine where or, or under what circumstances. Good afternoon, Miss Rivers. How good of you to come. What reporter in her right mind would refuse an invitation from the celebrated Count Moregni? <laughs> you mean the uncle of the celebrated Countess Moregni. Well, the tea tray is laid out, as you can see. <laughs> well, I wonder if you'd be good enough to pour. Of course. Cream, sugar, lemon. Well, just, just tea for me, thank you. And now, sir... May I ask why you have invited me here? I want information. We reverse roles. <laughs> I'm the one who usually makes that request. What do you know about a Mr. Harry Collins? May I ask why? Uh, let me say this. If you keep this matter confidential... It's not my business to keep matters confidential. Quite the other way around. I will promise you, if anything comes of it that should be of interest to the media, I promise you will be given, what do you people call it, a, a scoop? <laughs> we say beat. Uh, <laughs> Why do you want this information? That must be part of our bargain. Agreed? I'll call you tomorrow. This is Count Stefan Moregni. Now, how may I help you? I'm afraid I can't be of much help to you. Oh, 
This is Miss Rivers. Well, then again, it all depends on the kind of help you need. Uh, concerning Mr. Collins. He was a very poor boy from the northeast side. Ah, the northeast side. Mm-hmm. The kind of kid who'd get himself into all kinds of scrapes. Ah, serious ones? He was suspected of a few burglaries here and there. Nothing that could be proved. Uh, has he no police record? No. Well, he met a girl... Got married, got a job, went to night school. The girl evidently reformed him. She's his present wife. I see. He went to work for a real estate firm. In ten years, he owned it. It's been growing ever since. And that is all we know about Mr. Collins? That is all we know. The conviction, it kept growing stronger. Harry Collins... This self-made millionaire, he was the killer. How could that be possible? But wasn't anything possible? Didn't scrawny Gertrude Schmidt become the radiant Countess Moreni? I was positive. But what could I do about it? How could I hope to prove it? What can he do? And how can he hope to prove it? And after so many years, isn't the trail ice cold? And after all, Elena was there too. If Harry Collins is our killer, why didn't she recognize his face or his voice? Well, that's why we have a third act. say what you like about facts and figures and statistical data. The truth seems to be, or at least experience tells us, that most of our great decisions are based on hunches. After all, the last time you fell in love, what did you go by? A rational analysis? Or what you are pleased to describe as the dictates of your heart? Another name for a hunch. What's true of love is also true of murder. Sometimes a hunch is your best line to a killer. Good morning, my dear. Elona made the coffee this morning. Darling, someone has to, since you refuse. Well, the doctor says you're... What is the use? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So let's relax and enjoy it. (laughs) She makes it just the way you do. (laughs) You mean the way Papa did. How is your friend, Mr. Collins? You mean my client, Mr. Collins? Oh, we're still at that stage, hmm? Have some coffee. Yes, I will. Oh. What is it, my dear? I don't know. Is something wrong? Oh, Papa. What about Papa? I thought I'd blotted that picture from my mind forever. Oh? That terrible day, that... Terrible shot. No, 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 no. Don't think about it. Can't help it. But why? Why does it suddenly appear before you now? I don't know. Possibly the coffee. Possibly the coffee. Combined with the mention of Harry Collins' name. Perhaps there was some kind of subconscious linkage. Oh, don't ask me what. I usually laugh at people who talk this way. 
But she would have to decide for herself if Harry Collins was the same who killed her father. She would have to recognize him. No one else could make that judgment. Of course, I could be of assistance. And so I summoned my housekeeper. Yes, Count. Uh, sit down, sit down, please, Ilona. Uh, tell me, do you remember many years ago Schmidt's delicatessen on the northeast side? How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> what a delightful place it was. Mm. Do you remember all those delicious smells? Oh, Stefan, if you want to talk about the old times, please, I'm busy. Later. No, no, pay attention, woman. I have an important job for you. What were those smells? You are not serious. Answer the question. Mm, he always had coffee ready to serve. Ah, yes, yes. And why was it so distinctive? A little bit of chicory. Ah. What <laughs> were the other smells? Those delicious meats and sausages, eh? The salads? You're making me hungry. And the doctor says I must diet. You must duplicate those heavenly aromas now. In this room. I do not understand. The thing is crystal clear. I want this room to smell as if one had just entered Herr Schmidt's delicatessen. But can't. What is the problem? There was no problem. My Ilona was a servant of the old school. She fussed and complained. But there was a twinkle in her eye. And now to set the appointment... Lena, my dear. Yes, Uncle. I am quite taken with this Mr. Harry Collins. Oh? Do you suppose we could have Mr. Collins over for cocktails? When? Whenever it's convenient. Mm. This afternoon? Why not? Oh. Uncle Stefan, I don't know. There's something about him. Yes? It attracts me or... Frightens me. What does that mean? I have no idea. I'm I'm disturbed. Well, how? Uh, are you in love with this man? Love? I don't know. I've never been in love, but I, I have this feeling. Yes. It's as if some force has been generated inside me. It's a force that's going to be released, whether I want it or not. Uncle, is that what love is? It's love, or it's the other side of the coin. Hate. Soon we shall know. Soon she would know. She would find out for herself. And if he were not the killer, she would find out without even knowing what it was she'd found out. That afternoon, she arrived first. Huh. I'm early. Harry said he'd try to be here before six. Uncle Stefan. What is it, child? The room. Uh, what about it, dear? It's like... Oh, it smells like Papa's store. That's right. <laughs> somewhat. No, no, no. More than somewhat. Well, I've asked Elona to prepare some food. Well, she must have outdone herself. I'm, I'm carried back to all those years to Papa's shop. Mmm. <sniffs> The coffee with a pinch of chicory, the baked meats, the potato salad, the sauerkraut. Hello. I was able to get here early after all. No. No, no. Papa, Papa. Uh, catch her. She's going to faint. Yeah. Oh. 
Put her on the couch. Oh, uh, what happened? Uh, should we call for a no, doctor? No, 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 no. She should she, she, be all right. Oh, shouldn't we do something? Ilona will take care of her, Mr. Collins. I wonder if you would be good enough to excuse us? Well, uh, sure. Funny. What's funny? I... I, I don't know. I, I have this feeling. Uh, yes? I, I don't know what it is. Uh, Can you describe it? Mm, no, I, I, I can't. Um, I, I think I'd better go. All right, Elena. Yes? No, 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 no. Don't try to get up. Lie quiet for a bit. He's the one... Harry is the one. Yes. And you knew it. Yes, my dear. Why didn't you tell me? What was there to tell? A suspicion? It could have clouded the rest of your life. You had to make the discovery for yourself. And I made it. Yes. Now what? Now, I'm going to kill him. Is it wise... Your own words. A Moreni cannot argue against revenge. When he has been injured, he does not run whining about it to the law. That was a philosophy for another place, another time. There's a practicality here. Think of what you have to lose. The world will discover that the Countess Moreni is really Gertrude Schmidt. Well, the world will survive that discovery. But will you? There's nothing shameful about being Gertrude Schmidt. But there's something awfully wasteful about spending the rest of your life in prison. I, I know that, but I have no choice. You don't? Uncle, are you saying that he's to get away with murder? He has to pay for it. Now, please, Uncle Stefan, I must get up. Where are you going, my dear? Going to my room. I have a twenty-two caliber automatic. And then I shall visit Mr. Harry Collins. Alma, are you busy? I, I want to talk to you. I hope this won't take long, Harry. I'll have to go upstairs soon dress for dinner. You will, too. We're dining with the Alcott. Alma, please, listen. I... I want a divorce. Alma? No. I won't let you go. What good am I to you? I own you. And don't you ever forget it. If I should go to the police Alma, and... please, please, try to understand. I... I'm in love. Oh, of course you are, darling. You're in love with me. Can't you try to understand? I saved your life that night when the police came looking for you. And every day that I remain silent, I keep saving your life. Oh, the door. Do you suppose it's the police? Alma. There's no statute of limitations on murder, you know. Suppose they think they found a clue. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, darling. I'll swear again you were with me all night. Oh, my... Of course, that didn't do my reputation any good. Things were different in those days, but I didn't care. I loved you. I'd give up anything for you. Now, let me open the door. And don't you say a word. Why, Countess, what a delightful surprise. 
Good evening, Mrs. Collins. Uh, won't you come in? May I fix you a drink? No, thank you. I can only stay a moment. Oh, that that's a pity. I just stopped by to shoot your husband. Oh, does he make you want to do that, too? There are times when I feel that Elena. I... Elena. Elena? Yes. Elena. I'm in love with her. She's the one, Alma. Oh, really? Oh, you have exquisite taste, Harry, darling. So, the two of you did not confine your discussions exclusively to interior decorating. Countess, do you have serious intentions concerning my husband? Yes, I have. Well, then I'm sorry. He is a most attractive man. That is why I intend to hold on to him. I know you're a woman of the world. You'll get over him. And he'll get over you after a while. Just as he's gotten over all the others? No. No, not this time. Harry will will not have a scene. Helena, she's asked you to decorate the house. Show it for what it is. A place of hate and bitterness. Oh, do it in stone and bars because it's a prison. She is blackmailing me. I was a stupid kid. I got into trouble. I... I, I killed a man. I, I didn't mean to. It just happened. She... She gave me an alibi. I gave you more than an alibi. I made you go straight. I worked so you could go to night college and become somebody. Whatever you are today, you owe to me. All right, but how long do I have to keep paying you back? When are we going to be even? Never. Alma, I'm not asking for myself. It's also for you. Let go of me. It can't go on forever. Tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, I am going to kill you. Oh, myself. Or both of us. We will always be together, Harry. Excuse me, I seem to have interrupted a family argument. I must be going. Oh, surely, Countess. You did have a reason for stopping by. Yes, I told you I came here to shoot your husband. But I see now it won't be necessary. Things will take care of themselves. Elena, what are you saying? As a matter of fact, I brought this. Oh, that's a pistol. Well, of course. Why don't I just leave it here? I'm sure one of you will find a use for it. Sooner or later. You... You actually did come here to shoot me. Yes. But as it turns out, I don't have to. You are already dead. certainly a new style in things. We hear all kinds of sentiments concerning revenge, such as living well is the best revenge, success is the best revenge, survival is the best revenge. Who knows? I can only say that if revenge is being put on a more positive and less violent basis, I am certainly in favor. I shall return shortly. so clearly stated in the book. And for years, we have tried to probe beyond its literal meaning to the spirit. And perhaps what was really meant in that ancient language was picked up later by a poet named Sir William Gilbert. Make sure the punishment fits the crime. 
And once we start to really analyze crimes and their punishments, we cannot help but find new insights into old problems. Our cast included Marion Seldes, Court Benson, E.V. Juster, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.